Hi, this is Liz Vartanian, and welcome to my friend, the artist. You know, when I started this podcast, or even just had the idea of it, I knew at some point in time I would have to have this conversation with myself. I mean, you can't just surround yourself with artist friends and creative people and not feel like you yourself are slightly creative, right? I mean, I love all the people that I know, from authors to bakers to photographers. I mean, I have really been fortunate to surround myself with all sorts of amazing people. And you'll get to talk to them and hear from them, hopefully soon. I'm working on that part too. But I figured holidays are rapidly approaching and we take a little break. And so what better way to end this little project for now with an interview with myself. So let me invite you in. My name is Liz Vartanian. I would identify first and foremost as a mama, but I'm trying to learn to not identify as that first. I'm so much more. I do have two amazing boys, and I can't imagine life without them. They're hilarious. Really, truly, they are. They give the best hugs, and they're just amazing people. I truly am grateful for them. I'm pretty sure they made me who I am. I haven't had all the luck on my own, but with them in my life. I definitely have had much more. I'm a yoga teacher, restorative yoga, sleepy time yoga, really. My ideal, hopefully, is when I'm teaching you that you really just get connected back to yourself. It's a whole purpose. In my brain, I'm constantly thinking, just get to know you, just get to know you. Be authentically yourself. Let go of the garbage. Show up as you. I've always been a really good cheerleader, not the actual cheerleader. I was very much the nerd in high school. But I will cheer you on, support you in anything. Oh my God, if you ever need a wing person or someone to just cheer you on, I am your go-to, I swear. If there was a job to do that, I would absolutely ace it. Oh God. So besides that, let me think. I've written three books, yoga books, two with my friend Nancy. She's amazing. She sparked those, and, well, I just happened to like writing. third one was a restorative book on my own. They were all self-published, but, you know, we did good. Plus, I've written two books of bad poetry. Really bad. We're talking bad poetry. Like, really bad. Almost embarrassing so, but at least it's not sitting in a journal somewhere or on my laptop. I actually put them in a bound book. Put them for sale, too. A couple people bought them. Not that big of a deal. They're on my bookshelves, and I'm proud of that. I wrote a novel the first year of the pandemic. Pretty excited for that. Twins. Possessed the power of thunder and lightning. It's a really cool idea. I've had it for a long time. And I finally, when push came to shove, sat down and typed out almost 70,000 words. It's pretty amazing. I've always wanted to be your author. And now, I'm working on being one. That pretty much sums me up. Mom, yoga, writing. I like to watercolor on occasion. It's fun to do. It's a creative block, resolver. You know, particularly when I can't write, there's something about just throwing some water and some colors on a piece of paper and going, yeah, that's how I feel today. Beyond that, I just like to hang out with creative people. 
I try to play a photography. I'm not that good, but it's fun to try, right? Trying to do something new. I've maybe captured one really good one. It's of my littlest. He's laughing and it's hilarious. It's all just him. It's perfect moment captured, probably by mistake, but it turned out really good. Hmm. That's me in a nutshell. If you know me in real life or, in, or f- follow me on Instagram, I mean, you know that I'd like coffee. I drink it all the time. It's only this last year, not even, maybe the last six months, where I started drinking decaf. It's helped with my anxiety. You know, they don't tell you that when you get anxious, that maybe some things you're eating or drinking are helping your anxiety and not helping you. So, you know, it was a good change. I like the warmth of the cup. I like to be able to pour it in the morning, and I like the smell. I like the ritual of coffee. It's pretty enjoyable. And plus, I really enjoy having coffee with friends, which is why so often these conversations over a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or something warm to drink. There's something inviting about it. It's one of my favorite things, to be honest. Sitting down with a person, warm drink in your hand, and having a conversation. It's a beautiful thing. I think we should do more of it. I've had more coffee conversations lately than ever, and it's enjoyable. I've also had a lot more coffee in bed, which is also equally enjoyable. There's really nothing wrong with any warm drink, to be fair. I drink hot chocolate before bed, and I often drink tea throughout the day. Chai is delicious, too. Apple cider, now that it's apple cider season, is also good. A warm drink is a warm drink, and it's enjoyable. But if you want the way to my heart, and you want the way to be able to have a conversation with me, decaf, whole milk, cappuccino. We can talk about anything. We could probably solve the world's problems, and we most definitely could come up with the most creative solutions. Let's have a cup of coffee. There's so many things that I do, and there's so many things that I could say on this podcast, and I have to admit, this is probably my fifth recording because it's really awkward to talk to yourself. I'm sitting in a closet that's not mine and hoping that the sound sounds okay. And I'm kind of hiding out and I'm really just kind of unsure of what I'm doing with this, which is showing up over and over again for each of these interviews, right? The sound gets a little bit better. It gets a little worse. I'm a little bit better about interviewing, but then somehow some noise comes in the way. You just can't be perfect. I'm not perfect is what I'm saying, really. But It's fun to do, and I'm enjoying myself. But it is awkward to interview yourself or to have a conversation out loud with yourself. I have to admit, there's part of me that's like, oh, I'm showing what it's like in my brain, and everybody's going to know this is how my brain works, and I function this way. I hope I have friends after this. And then the other part of me is like, well, you know what, Liz? Everybody has inner monologues, and you're just willing to put yours out there. So be vulnerable. Share what you're thinking, and share yourself a little bit more. I'm not always an open book. I've struggled with that. I'm a Scorpio, and so maybe that's it, or maybe I just use that as an excuse. But sometimes it is hard to share, and so this is very vulnerable to me. And I appreciate you all listening. There's all five of you, and I appreciate all five of you listening. It's weird, though, right, to be talking to myself in a closet that's not mine trying to share this whole thing with some more, some people on the internet. But anyway, I digress. 
What keeps me inspired right now is really the ability to log on the internet sometimes and see my friends making cool shit. I know a lot of cool people, and I've said that a couple of times already, but really I do. I have photographer friends. I have fashion design friends. I have writers, artists, people who just are creative. I have no tarot card readers and lots of yoga, yoga, lots of yoga people. And they're all creative in my mind. And when you create, that is amazing and inspiring to me. And I really appreciate it. Lately, what's been inspiring me is dreams. I've been trying to track more of them, trying to pay attention to more of them. It's kind of like sitting in a coffee shop and listening to conversations. That's equally inspiring to me. How many times have you heard someone breaking up? Or how many times have you heard someone tell them, I love you? And kind of hear crickets on the other end. The truth of the matter is, is life is incredibly inspiring if you let it be. My best friend and I talk about it often, how authors used to just sit and listen and observe. And they go out in the world and just take it all in. I read a book recently called The Red Notebook. And it was amazing. This woman got mugged and in her purse, which a man found while she was unconscious in the hospital. She had this little red notebook, and it had all her inner thoughts, lists of things she loved and things she hated. And it was fascinating, really, if you think about it. Life is a constant inspiration. There are amazing things all around us, and if you take time to sit and observe and listen and watch, they're there. I don't do it often enough, I'm sure. But y'all really inspire me, and life can really be inspiring. Sometimes it's photographs. Sometimes I see a picture or there's an idea of a picture in my head, and I can't always get it out, and I definitely can't always paint it. But there is an image in my head. I'm highly visual. You say something to me, and I picture it in my head, which is why sometimes jokes are hard for me, and also why you just can't say anything to me because then I'm picturing it, and it's like, oh, I cannot get that image out of my head. But that's for another time. That's kind of how I write, too, really, if I'm honest about it. When I wrote my novel the first year of the pandemic, I created a whole world in my head, and then I just wrote about it. I tried to imagine it like watching the screen in my mind, and I really just did my best to put as much of the information in that I could see in my mind's eye onto paper. I'm doing the same thing now. I have a new project, kind of a mock-off of Little Red Riding Hood, but darker and weirder, and only over three days. I have a visual. I can see it clear as day in my head, and then I do my best, as the movie unfolds in my mind, to get it all into a piece of paper. It's amazing the way our brains work. And I wouldn't change it for anything. I wouldn't change the way I write. I wouldn't change the way I create. But I do sometimes wonder if I took classes, or learned how to be a better writer. Oh, I have one friend who's an amazing writer. I can't believe him. I am so envious sometimes. He'll write things and share, and I'm just like, oh, if I could only have an ounce of your talent, I would be unstoppable. He, of course, doesn't quite believe that he's as talented as he thinks he is, or as I think he is, but we can't argue with people on what their own inner thoughts are. The truth of the matter is, is I'm really inspired by my friends. And I'm really inspired by life sometimes. And that is an amazing thing to be. 
I appreciate y'all. I really do. Let's see. What's next on my list? Oh. Projects that I loved. Well, like I said before, I wrote a novel at the beginning of the pandemic. I'm pretty proud of myself. It's pretty amazing. Somewhere in a box, and I know a couple people who have a few pieces of it, I created this watercolor series once called Anatomy of Emotion. There's pictures, drawings really, sketches of anatomy, usually rib cage, or lungs, or heart, anatomical drawings with watercolors on top. The colors are chosen specifically for a moment, right? This is what I imagine awe looks like in color. This is what I imagine I imagine falling in love looks like. This is what I imagine when my heart breaks. Of course, none of these pieces are listed in that way. They just have a rib cage and some bright colors. And in my mind, I think this is the moment when you took my breath away. There's another one. It's the crush, right? You like somebody. And it's pinks, and it's reds, and it's golds, and it's a heart, and it's beautiful. But I wouldn't tell anybody what it was, because it's my emotions. I'm proud of myself for the book. I'm proud of myself for the watercolors. I'm proud of myself for really showing up at all. I mean, everybody wants to be a writer. Everybody wants to be published, and it's really hard sometimes. There's a big comparison, I think. And it's easy to go, oh, well, I'm not as good of an artist as that person on the internet. Look at them selling all their art. And it's really not as easy to say, oh, God, you know, they write such better books or they have a better voice or, oh, they have better pictures than I do. But I think what I'm learning slowly, very, very slowly, is that nobody has my voice and nobody has my eyes. Let's hope nobody has my eyes. And the way I see the world and the way I express things is different. It's unique to me. And frankly, it's going to be unique to you too. And that's important. Even if it's just for you. Even if it's just taking the thing out of your head and making it. At least you made it. At least it didn't die with you. And I don't know why. But that has been pretty important in my mind. I feel like it would be sad if I died with all my projects in my mind. It'd be sad to die with all the stories that I want to tell. It'd be disappointing at a minimum, right? Here I tell my kids, live the life you want. Do the things you want. Even if you're not good at it, do your best. Show up. Create the life you want. And then I didn't? Oh, that'd be devastating to me. And so, really, I do it for them. But I do it for me too. It's kind of both. Let's see. Self-care. Oh, self-care. Self-care and burnout. Well, if you follow me on the internet, then you know I hit burnout last year. I hit rock fucking bottom. Well, maybe not rock bottom, but it was bad. I haven't been taking care of myself. I haven't been doing it for years. This past year, these last 12 months, I've really focused on myself. I've had a lot of help, and I'm really grateful for it. Having a soft place to land and having someone care for you is probably the most important thing, and I'm grateful for it. And the love there is just, I can't tell you how big it is, because 
oh my god I needed that I have these sticky notes on my wall well currently they live in the back of my journal because I'm not able to put them on the wall yet but I'm getting there and my sticky notes remind me of the things I need to do for myself every day or at least as much as I can every day there are things like sleep and rest take a nap Liz do it write yoga hydrate you know that I need to drink 64 ounces of water every day oh my god I don't know why some days this is such a challenge but it is so I have to have a sticky note to remind me to hydrate I gotta read for fun for pleasure for enjoyment and you know what that's my favorite thing in the world so it's not always a challenge I need to go on adventures with the boys because you know what we all deserve adventure sometimes, and they deserve some mother-loving joy, and so do I. My self-care looks a lot like going slow, like slowing way, way, way down, and I'm not good at it yet. Sometimes my mind races. Sometimes my words race, too. I'm trying to get better at it, but I know for myself, it's better if I slow way down. Sometimes that means I miss opportunities, and that's okay. They weren't meant for me. And sometimes people get frustrated with me. I'm sorry. I just have to move slower. It's not you. It really is me. I've been talking to my boys about it a bit recently. You know, when you're overly emotional, you don't make good decisions. And so part of slowing down is going, hey, I have a lot of emotion right now. I might not make the best decisions for myself. And so I have to go slower. I have to pause. I'm not good at it, but sometimes I need to try to find that 30,000 foot view and go, okay, what's really happening? What do I really want? What are my goals here? And if this doesn't align with it, then maybe it's better that I just say no. Mm. Self-care and preventing burnout as a creative is important. I don't know about you, but I have a list probably a laundry list of things that I want to do, make, places I want to go. And it's real easy to just kind of get bogged down and like, hey, I got to do this. And I can tell you, I had a conversation this week, like, hey, I want to go someplace every quarter, someplace new. And that's cool. It's a great idea. But can I do it? I don't know. Probably. If I'm honest about it, if I can get my head wrapped around it, I could probably go someplace new every quarter. It's fun, it's good, it's important for me to explore. And if I'm going slowly, it may not be the best decision for me. And that's okay too. So yeah, that's my self-care. I have a lot of things I want to do. And I have a lot of things that I'm not sure how to get done. And you know what? This is only one life to live. And I'm going to live it. And that's important too. The project I'm working on now is a fun one, and it's silly. It kind of happened in a dream, and I think I mentioned that earlier. That I'm inspired sometimes by my dreams. I'm trying to pay more attention to them. And I had two dreams re- lately that are kind of circling each other, and neither of them are really appropriate to share, not because they're dirty dreams, but just they're personal, deeply personal. But I have had this dream lately, not the reoccurring one, but... It involves a red cape, kind of a red riding hood knockoff, and some wolves. 
and so I'm creating it into a short story or a story of some kind. Get the thought out of my head is what my thought was. Get the picture out of my head? Either which way. I got to get the idea out of my brain. It was so vivid of a dream that it just screamed, please write me. And since I'm having a challenge writing the second book that follows the first book about the twins with the thunder and the lightning, I figured this would be at least inspiring. At least something. I'm writing it. And I love it. You know, there is something really amazing about taking something that's so familiar and changing it some. Something so familiar that someone's going to read and go, hey, this kind of reminds me of this. But then also be like, but it's totally different and it's great. And that's good too. Beyond that creative project of writing, I'm working on creating myself. And this is a creative project for everybody always, I think. I mean, I'm a firm believer that when you have a new experience, it changes you a little bit. There are some things that are fundamentally you, right? Your core values, who you are. If you're a morning person or a night person, or if you're a coffee drinker or a tea drinker, I mean, some things are just innately you and you can't really change them. And I think your perspective is always changing. You meet somebody, you have a conversation, and you can't help yourself just a little bit to see the world a little bit differently. And right now, my biggest creative project is myself. I am trying to create myself. And I'm trying to create a world in which works for me, the life that I would like to live. I'm looking for that sunny, bright room where I can write my novels. I'm looking for that tree-lined street that feels like home. I'm looking for that coffee shop. Well, I have lots of coffee shops that feels like a cheers. And also, I can sit and I can have coffee with my friends. And we can talk creatively. Or we can talk about how to solve the world's problems. Or I can just hear about their day and be witness. I'm creating myself. Really, I look in the mirror and I'm getting closer and closer to that woman that I see, that I want to see. The woman in the mirror is looking a lot more like me and I appreciate that so much. I can look down at the clothes that I'm wearing and feel like, yeah, this is me. They fit me. They suit me. They make me smile. I'm looking at creating the world a little slower for myself a little kinder for myself. I'm looking at the people in my world and I'm making sure, hey, you going to show up for me? Yeah? Okay, good. Because I'm going to show up for you. And I appreciate that. The reality is, is if we're not constantly working a little bit on creating our own life, then it just kind of gets wild on us, doesn't it? I mean, it doesn't have to be a constant thing. But for my own self, I lost myself when I became a mom. And that's okay. You're supposed to do that a little bit. But now, I need to find Liz, and I need to create her again, and make all the space in the world for her. And I need to have the people who love me and appreciate me close by, because they will be the ones that tell me, hey, Liz, I'm not sure you're going on the path you want to be going down. Or, hey, Liz, you've worn the same damn jeans four days in a row. Please put something else on. Or, hey, Liz... I'm proud of you. You did something good today. And those are all important things to hear. Speaking of proud moments, the proudest thing I am that I've done is writing a book, putting it out in the world, trying really hard to get it into other people's hands. I'm proud of myself. 
I mean, writing a novel is difficult. Writing a novel while two kids are home, and you're supposed to be homeschooling them, and the world feels like it's collapsing all around you. That shit's hard. And I have to say, I still wrote a book anyway. I'm proud of myself for putting it out there, letting other people read it. My best friend told me, hey, this is you. You know that, right? I denied it, of course. But it is me. We always put ourselves in our books, don't we? That part's hard. But I'm still proud of it. I'm proud that I'm still trying to be an author. I'm proud that I put out pieces all the time to be published in literary magazines. And finally today, actually, I got notification that I'm going to be published. I'm going to have a short story published in a literary magazine. And that feels big and scary and vulnerable and really fucking amazing and also kind of scary, but really cool. I called my bestie. I said, hey, this happened. We had shared a proud moment, lots of excitement. I did my awkward, silly dance, and I really can't help myself. It's ridiculous. If you know me in real life, you know it. You've seen it. I'm sorry for the embarrassment. But you know what? I'm so excited. I'm so proud. Rejection is hard. I have to admit, I haven't really been rejected a lot in my life. And, oh my God, it's scarring. I don't know how we get through this. But it's way better to be personally rejected than just have it send it out into the ether and then have nothing come back. And I've experienced that too. I've been told it's not really a no until you get a no, but it really feels like a no when it just sits there out in the world and there's no response. But today I got an acceptance and that feels amazing. And I'm proud of myself. I'm proud to be able to put myself out there, even though it feels scary and feels hard as hell to do so. I think it's a good life lesson for me and for the boys, really for everybody. Show up as yourself. Put yourself out there. The people who love you will love you. And the people who don't, it's their loss. No big deal, right? I mean, you want to be surrounded with people who appreciate you and love you. Not everybody has to agree with you and not everybody has to like everything you do. But it is important, isn't it? To have your people. I'm grateful for my people. If you can't tell, I'm so very, very grateful for my people. I appreciate you. All five of you who are listening to this, I mean, I appreciate you. Anyway, that's my interview. I'm sure I'll do another one, and I'm sure I'll listen to this one and be like, oh my god, Liz, please don't put this on the internet. But I promised myself that this was the recording I was going to put out there. I just want to say a quick thank you. I know I've said it a lot already, but truly, thank you. I want to appreciate Caitlin and Corrine and my friend Sophia for already being interviewed. There's a handful of more interviews coming in the spring because life. And I appreciate and I'm really excited to share those interviews that are coming up. And I really just want to say thank you to my people. This year has been hard for me. And I've really had a lot of growing up to do and a lot of learning. And I appreciate the people who've been in my sphere, who've been had my back, and who've been, ugh, I don't know the people that have held me up the most, shine my own reflection at myself and said, hey, you deserve more. You deserve better. You are better. I appreciate you. You know who you are. Last but not least, boys, I love you. You probably never listened to this. By the time you're old enough to listen to podcasts that are like this, you're going to just be like cringe. And this is sus and whatever other new phrase is coming out. And that's okay. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me. 
my friend, the artist.